Okay, I think we're live. Hey folks, so here we are. This is our This Week in Outrage show. So welcome to This Week in Outrage. I'm David and I'm here with Lisa. Hi honey. Hey, so it's the uh, last day of this year, or one, two, three, one, two, three is yep. the date. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so This Week in Outrage is a little show we do about uh, sort of this, what we see in the memes, what we see in the news, what what we see that maybe it was outrageous or we got we made us outraged or we just want to talk about it some more or dig dive a little deeper or or whatever else and so this is the last show of the year i don't know we might throw a few other weird things in there and uh, we try to do this show every week we didn't do one last week but we here we're here for the last day of the year and i think we've done like 30 some odd of these episodes it's like what? i know that's crazy seem crazy it, yeah it's crazy um seems uh, like we've only done a few of them. I know. It seems like we've done 10 at most, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah. So then I also host another show called Outrage Overload, and that's a show about uh, – it, that's a more – you know, this one's pretty much unscripted and pretty much unedited, and we just chat and we have some fun. That show is sort of the opposite of that. It's scripted and heavily edited, and I do interviews with scientists and researchers and authors and stuff like that about the um, – sort of outrage in society, outrage in politics, and, and ways to lower the temperature. And that show comes out about every two weeks, um, sometimes a little, little more with bonus episodes. And uh, that first episode of that will be, th in 2024, will be this week in a couple of days on Wednesday. What episode? This is Peter Coleman, who's sort of an expert in this kind of bridge-building conflict resolution. He's not sort of an expert. He is an expert. He's like one of the renowned experts in that, yeah. Oh, and bridge-building and... Nice. Like conflict, dialogue, and stuff like that. Okay. So, yeah, it's a, it'll be an interesting one. I've got some good shows coming up. Um, he's kind of like a, a hostage negotiator? <laughs> a little bit. I mean, he's been studying, like, um, these kind of situations around the world. Oh, like, okay. Like other countries that were in heavy polarization kind of situations. either brink of civil war or all the way to civil war, and then, like, how they got out of it. So he's sort of trying to learn from the other places that have said they don't want to be like this anymore. What did they do and what did that take? Interesting. So he's, you know, sort of looking at that and see how much we could apply that to our world. And, you know, one of the factors there is hitting rock bottom, right? So. <laughs> yeah, that's a th the, the thing about rock bottom is that everybody has a different rock bottom. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, it's like if you've ever had to, if you ever had, I'm sure everyone's had someone in their life and you're always thinking, um, you know, well, they're at their rock bottom, but it could they could be nowhere near their rock bottom. And you're just hoping the next uh, can't get worse than this. Yeah. But. Right. Yeah, before we go too much longer, I want to say we're live on the Wisdom app. So you can download that app on your iPhone or Android and, and join us every week at 4.30 p.m. Pacific, 7.30 p.m. Eastern. Those are U.S. times. So it's way in the morning if you're in Europe and other time zones. But... You can do the math on that. <laughs> it's probably, if you're up, you don't have to do the math. Your phone will do it for you. Your phone will do it for you. So it's night owl time. Like if you're a night owl, this is the show for you in Europe. Uh, otherwise, we kind of mostly talk about American stuff, but not entirely. But we do talk about American politics. So this show is a little more independent of that kind of thing than others. But, but anyway, so yeah, that's that's what we do if you want to join live. We're also on Yerg's Radio. So that's another streaming service we, we simulcast to. So you can also join there live every, every Sunday, 4.30 p.m., Pacific and 4.30, uh, 7.30 p.m. Eastern. Um, yeah, so, all right, so uh, 
what you know I, I how was your last two weeks babe it was great actually i mean it was stressful but we got through it and i mean we got through it without much stress to be honest with you but it was more stressful leading up to it all the anxiety about how this was all going to play out <laughs> but the actual events themselves were pretty uneventful i guess i'll say in terms of like any kind of craziness yeah just all the good kind of craziness right but boy um yeah it's uh it was a uh Time, time did fly though, but man, we, you and I did a lot of work. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was, it was, that's why I was, I think I had so much anxiety about it. It seemed like we were taking on a lot. I'm like, are you sure you're ready for this? Uh, no, I, and <laughs> it proved that we were not ready for this. Not completely. No, not completely, but we, um, we did okay. We worked, we made it through, yeah. we worked together like a fine oiled machine, my friend. <laughs> for the most part. Yeah, I would say that's true. And it only took us uh, 38 years to get here. <laughs> <laughs> to get it out. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. True. But anyway, so you had a nice holiday. Yeah. Your holidays, because I guess we're technically not over with it all yet. Yeah. Today's the new year. And, and we're those people now that are like, yeah, I think eight o'clock is a good time to go to bed on. <laughs> we're those people now. <laughs> oh, God. But That's we'll see funny. how it goes. We'll see if we uh, stay up to see what's going on. But we definitely don't have any huge New Year's parties that we're going to. That seems to like that. That seems to be for the kids. Yeah, but even the kids I aren't. Like. I don't think the kids are even doing that really. Yeah, I don't know for sure. I, yeah, I mean that was a huge party day when you were younger. I mean this was like the party day, right? Yeah. Or one of them anyway. It was a biggie. So I, I did grab some things, but for the most part, I only have like two things I want to talk about. One of them I've been holding off for a long time, and I keep teasing you about it, but. Um, and so I was going to sort of expect you, you to have a lot. But I do, I do have a lot of stuff we could do, but I mean, none of it's that exciting. So, with everything? Well, I thought you'd have some cool stuff. But, yeah, so I got stuff if we need it, but your stuff's probably going to be better. No, not really, because I've been kind of busy. I haven't really been... Um, haven't been saving stuff? No, well, no. Kind of, but yeah. Uh, but now I'm feeling all the pressure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but did we talk about the, um, I don't think we did the, um, maybe we did. No, I think you and I talked about it together, about the economy. What about it? And how uh, it's called the English muffin problem with the economy. And I just thought, why did they name it the English muffin yeah, problem? Yeah, now I forget. We talked about this, but now I can't. Well, because everything, everything's down. You know, unemployment's down. Gas prices oh, right. are down. Um, interest rates are starting to come back down, although they're they're high right now, but they're starting to come back down. Um, um, crime is down. Crime is down. Um, but what's not down are groceries. Groceries, yeah, and even gas prices aren't down. I mean, they're down. They're down. Somewhat, yeah. But, but they're not necessarily all back to the pre-pandemic levels kind of stuff. Yeah, but groceries, man. So that it's that's been tagged as the English muffin problem with the economy. Right, because you know the price of English muffins. Is that kind of what it's saying? I'm not quite sure why. I kept trying to go through this article and figure out why it's named that. <laughs> like you just go by the price of English muffins? No. And um, <laughs> it is uh, this article that calls it the English muffin problems from the Atlantic. But then on um, NPR, I heard them talk about the English muffin issue quite um, often. So that was kind of weird. 
but it's perception so, is reality kind of can thing, I, right? Can we talk about something though, kind of like offside? Well, not offside, but you said like crime is down. Mm-hmm. But these brazen snatch and grab crimes where, you know, a bunch of people just come in and. Like you just storm into a yeah, jewelry just, store and yeah. stuff. Yeah. How are we going to stop that? I know. You know, and I, you know like, like, right, that particular type of crime I think is fairly new. I don't think, I mean, I think that kind of thing, I mean, maybe it's not even happening as much as we think, but it, it's it on the news. It seems to be happening a lot. It's on the news a lot, so you get this perception of it happening a lot. But And they're also, like, dramatic. Like, they're very dramatic, right? So, it, like, pretty crazy stuff. And the, they don't care if you're videoing them. They don't care. I mean, a lot of them try to put, like, ski masks and stuff on, but it seems like a lot of them don't. No. I know you'd think they'd care with all the cameras everywhere. You're on camera all the time. We watch enough crime shows to know that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they always capture these people. I know. Three, some neighbor, three houses down. We watch enough camera. crime shows. We could be our own lawyers in court. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I think some people have tried that. It hasn't worked out that great. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so yeah, so it's it's nobody really has the. Um, answer to why groceries are high and they're going to stay high. But um, so I'm also feeling very. Well, but you got to, what people, to, to not totally go away from that, what the problem is, we don't factor in that, you know, how, as a, like we do have excess, we have more excess. Um, oh, whatever it is, spending money. There's a better word for it. I can't think of it right now. But we don't. No, but if you look at the math and the numbers, we do, right? So the, even though the groceries are high, we actually have excess you know, money to spend that more than we did before. We just don't see it because all you see is the price of English muffins. But they say that we're in record credit card debt. So every, and we're, um, the spending during the holidays was high because I think people were, you know, finally completely out of their COVID mode. But the holiday spending was very high, mm-hmm. and all savings um, that were made during COVID have actually been completely wiped out. Sort of evaporated. Yeah, so we don't have extra money to spend because there's. Well, no, I'm telling you, no, you stop, I just saw a stop. report about this, and it I was did like too. there's one of these differences that that number is is better than it was before. Okay. At least by this report, I, I don't have it in front of me right now, but because wages actually aren't really up. Or is that what you're... you're I think they're saying they kind of wages are. Okay. You know, so... But it's a perception problem too, though, right? Like, we think we're worse off even if... Because, like you say, because of the English muffin thing, we don't factor in whatever increase in wages there are. And, of course, the other piece is not everybody's wages have gone up. No. (laughs) But starting tomorrow, I think minimum wage goes up everywhere. Right, and there's a bunch of talk about that. I don't know. Is it everywhere? Is it nationwide? I don't know. Is it nationwide? I don't. I don't know. I know like some places, a lot of places have a minimum wage going up this year, but I don't know if it's everywhere. But is okay. there a national new, new national minimum wage? But I, I saw a lot of people complaining about this. The business side saying, "Oh, I can't have to go out of business now because I can't pay that much." They did that before. I know they've always done that. They've done that. They totally have done that before. Yeah. But then when they couldn't get anybody to work, um, when they couldn't get anybody to work. They had to start uh, bumping up wages anyway. Right. Let's see. 
Can right, you so hear we were, that? Yeah, you were going somewhere else, though, too, with this, right? Well, I was going to move to something else completely oh, okay. different, but that's okay. Um, yeah, let's see. Oh, so on the ballot, we have, we're going to have an initiative to, uh, in California, make the minimum wage $18. Wow. I think it's going up to 15 already, right? right? I believe. California minimum wage is sixteen dollars in twenty twenty four. Oh, it's already sixteen here. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, and let's see. A lot of places I saw were talking about going up to fifteen. Well, so sixteen dollars. Mm hmm. Okay, so I want to circle back to one thing we talked about before on a recent show. I don't remember exactly which one. But Am I going to be happy about this? Well, I don't know. I think it'll be a discussion because <laughs> you probably saw this, but um, you know, we talked before about like when are they going to go out? When was there going to be some accountability in the whole Epstein thing? <gasps> Do you there? There's going to be accountability. Well, okay. So the uh, George has ordered some documents that name his associates and they're supposed to be unsealed. It's supposed to have 150 names on more than 150 people are expected to be identified in early January from, this is the list of people have been talking. I guess it's, I don't know if it's the, okay. the list, but it's, you know, sort of. So Georgia idea. is petitioning list or it's already been done. This is a federal judge has ordered this documents to happen. So this, these, this document is supposed to be unsealed early this month. Or sometimes, sometimes I shouldn't say this month, but January. And what's the reason to unseal the document? I mean, I'm I'm getting to a point here. So why did they at this point say you need to unseal this document? What was their goal? Um, the documents are part of a settled civil lawsuit alleging Epstein's one-time paramour, Ghislaine Maxwell, facilitated the sexual abuse of Virginia Guilfrey. Mm -hmm. Terms of the 27th. 17 settlement were not disclosed, but it somehow is related to that settlement. Oh, so it's one of the terms of that settlement, probably? Apparently, yeah. Okay, okay, good, good, good. So, so of course, we have all this speculation of whose names, what names are going to be on the list and what names are not going to be on the list. Well, more importantly than what names are on or off the list, what are you going to do about it? Well, so once, once you get that name, what are you going to do about it? And um, it's interesting, have we seen anybody trying to fight this yet? Um, no, that's that's the other thing I was going to talk about. Like, I don't see anybody making. I mean, maybe they just feel like they can't do anything about it anyway. But you don't see anybody doing any uh, sort of like damage control. I guess they're going to wait and see if their name's on the list or not. Yeah, because <laughs> if you're the one that's fighting to have that, um... right? That's going to be bad press too, right? So. Right. So okay, so I'm I'm saying, are you guys all waiting? To, you most a lot of you already know whose name's on the list. Well, or they may be wondering which list, because like I said, I don't think there's a list. People already know that there's people's names on these lists. So... Yeah, it could be on a list, yeah. So, then are you not... So that asks me... Okay, how am I going to word this? So that brings me to believe that why aren't you charging people just because the... Like say you have you know what the secret the quote unquote secret list is, or it hasn't been released. But you know the names on that list. Some it's not. Right. Some what, some, what some people in power already know the name. Already have that actual list. Why are you not? Why are they not charging them or investigating? Do, do they have to wait for the list to become 
you wouldn't think. No, you, you, that's a question that we'd have to ask. Like, like, have you investigated all these people? Like, what's the state of those investigations? I mean, like a lot of that stuff will be sealed too. Like, they won't necessarily tell you wh who they investigate and who they haven't. But, um, right. I mean, that's that's a huge question. And, yes. And the, you know, to me, I feel like this thing's gonna be a much bigger dud than everybody thinks it's gonna be. Like, it, I, I think, think it's gonna be Capone's uh, vault. A little bit. I mean, I think it's gonna be a, a bunch of names nobody's ever heard of. Okay. And some of them still might be powerful people in their own right, but they're not like in the public eye that much. I still want them charged. Oh, totally. Yeah. I'm not saying they shouldn't be charged. Right. But I think they will be that group that like who, and then news will have to tell us one by one who all these people are that no one ever heard of before. Okay. And then the question will be, are there any sort of well-known figures um, that either are still in power or were in power or anything like that? I... <sighs> Here's the thing. I really don't care who's on the list. I really don't care. But right. if but I want you to be charged if you were uh, if you're complicit in this in, yeah. in any way, shape, or form. I want you to be charged. I don't need to have the whole. Um, this was Bob Miller, and Bob did this and that, or his job was this, and he had a family of five. I don't fucking care. I really don't care. All I want. All I care about is you're an individual that participated, uh, helped facilitate Epstein and his crimes. That's what I care about, and you need to be charged. Well, and that's, that's what has to be, like you say, the next step. For every one of these names, at some point, we need to know what's the state of these investigations. What did you find about those people? Yeah, and why why are you only investigating them because the list is being now, released? Now that the list is public or whatever. Yeah, like say, we don't know, we don't know, but it does. It surely makes it sound like everybody's waiting for the list to be yeah, exactly. released to be uh, to do any investigation or any charges. And I'm saying that's bullshit. Yeah, well, and you make a great point because it's like. Are they just going to go, okay, list is out, done, problem solved. <laughs> right. Problem solved. You know? is it? No, it's not problem solved. Right. If, they, if those people did something and nothing's happening to them, then yeah, it's not solved. And um, GOP <laughs> and MAGA, your big thing is child trafficking. And why aren't you totally up in arms wanting every single name on this list? Or the guy that let Epstein off 25 years yes. ago. Yes. Yes, why are you guys not jumping down those people's Who's on throats? Their side, right? Yes. I know. <laughs> He's a push guy. Right. So, you all this thing about child trafficking and by the way, we put our money where our mouth was and that's what everybody got for Christmas was a donation to uh um the National Center for Missing, missing and exploded. And exploded. Exploded. Children. exploded. Exploded. I said exploded. Exploded children. <laughs> I hope they're not exploded. Exploited children. And it went over very well, and everybody kind of—I think we kind of started a discussion, a discussion, and a uh, flow, and also a little bit of empowerment of, you know, maybe there is things we can do. But I'm just saying—I just—I'm this whole holding our breath for the list to come out is outrageous. Yeah, it's I mean, I absolutely like, outrageous. But it did tie in, I think, to a little bit of what we were talking about before. So that's why I wanted to bring. No, it up, it's but. no. I'm glad you brought it up. But, but yeah, no, I, you're right though. It's it's. We shouldn't act like list is out now. Everything's done. We don't do anything else. No, and and I'm I'm going to be pissed off because you already had the list. What? Right. Why list, aren't these people right. already charged? Right. 
Yeah. So that's, uh, yeah, I have a lot of feels about this case. <laughs> well, I know it's going to be, and like I said, it's going to be interesting when we see what names are on there. And like I said, I suspect it's going to be a much bigger dud than everybody's just expecting, you know, their worst enemies to be on this list, you know, and it might be a bunch of people no one has ever heard of. Or at least they're not really in the public eye. So this outraged me. Okay. And it came straight from the, um, the um, very uh, trustworthy news uh, source of um, X. Well, and then that, but then from there, where did they get it? That's a good question. Where did this come from? Um, so, yeah. oh, Sorry. Lord. Sorry about that. Yeah. Um, gotta go back to here. Okay. Nope, nope, nope. So. I muted my mic, but I'm sure that was picked up on your mic. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> Um, the FBI, uh, FBI agent who investigated Donald Trump's Russian collusion. Did you hear about this? I don't think so. Oh, he's been arrested for colluding with Russia. He did not. Oh, wait. Okay, so tell me. Well, wait. you got to go back to the original source on that. There's more to that story. So, uh, Charles McGonigal, G-O-N-M-C-G-O-N-I-G-A-L. How do you say that? McGonigal? McGonigal, I think. Yeah. He's also the one that instigated the um, re reopening of the email investigation. So, um, so David, is this true? I'm just looking up some stuff, yeah. Okay, so in December 2023, yeah. <clears throat> McGonagall was sentenced to 50 months in prison for conspiring. 50 months, that's it? with Deripaska to violate U.S. sanctions on Russia. So he became a pro-Russian dude. But he was the one that was uh, picked to uh, investigate Trump's... Right, so would, that would tell you that he probably didn't do a very good job because he no. wouldn't, wouldn't want to know the answer. No. If he was in cahoots with, with one of the oligarchs, right. Oleg Deripaska. So, but the way they phrase that, they make okay, it wait, sound what, like... What, who, I, I got my stuff from X. Where'd you get your stuff? Well, this is a compendium of... So it's wiki... I'm just looking at Wikipedia right uh, now. Okay. Um, let's see what the real source for this is. This is from... This is from... Oh, this is the Office of Public Affairs, U.S. Department of Justice. So this is talking about the charges. But the way that headline was written, it sounded as if some anti-Trump guy was now charged, but no, that was, no, no, this no. was a pro-Russian guy from day one. Yeah. yeah. It had nothing to do with like a, so he was a, he was a shill for uh, Putin the whole time. Right. So, yeah. you know, they didn't try to investigate Trump very hard. No. No. So, um, what do you have? Oh, what do I have? Oh, sorry, I'm muted. Um, oh, I, well, <laughs> I want to jump into the one thing I've been trying to talk, to, I've been trying okay, to cover so then, with, with for a little bit, but we'll get back to that. Yeah. We'll, well, no, I know, but I want to squeeze it in. So yeah, why don't you do one more, and then I have to go because I have to blow, blow my notes real quick. One second. Okay, go ahead. I'll start this. Yeah, go for it. So, um, 
You know the Moms of Liberty? Mm-hmm. We talked about them before. Yeah. We talked about them before in their whole in their threesome. Yeah. Yeah. We got uh they uh they were the Moms of Liberty were involved you know and, the, and Moms of Liberty are a group of seriously right wing women who are trying to ban books and and um trying to squash LGBTQ and um freedoms and stuff, but then they got caught in a uh, threesome and uh with that one leader from Florida, with right? With one leader of Florida who actually raped that woman. Oh yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Held her against her will and made her go through with the threesome. And she didn't want to go through with the threesome because the other woman wasn't there. Right, so it wasn't a threesome anymore. So it wasn't a threesome, <laughs> but it wasn't his wife. Right. And he made her go through, so basically he raped her. But anyway, so I guess those those same women are still like showing up on these school board meetings and stuff, and these kids are having a heyday, just going, saying, um, you know, why don't you worry a little less about what books are on the shelves and worry a little bit more about what, uh, family values you're promoting, <laughs> right? But so like these uh, kid and this one kid completely um, well thought out, well uh, spoken, really s- intelligent speaking of, yeah, you need to, you need to quit throwing stones, Mrs. Glasshouse. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Well, it's always that way. We talk about it all yeah. the time. It's all so, that hypocrisy stuff we always find thou protest scream, too yeah, much screaming about it the most are the ones that are typically doing it right so anyway it was a um but wait so what's the latest thing that happened with them so they're still showing up like and doing their positions on school boards and kids right are, nothing's changed no nothing like not like nothing's happened and i'm um, still trying to get you know these uh like i said squashing the lgbtq and and um transgender and also um trying to ban all these books and these kids are just standing up and saying yeah um you need to worry a little bit more about yourself you know so they are so they actually are caring about they're actually not able to just pretend it didn't happen right so well good gen z i i think there's enough good gen z we we might be okay it's one of those things that, yeah, I go back and forth on because I'll be really encouraged one moment and really discouraged. Ah, uh, and then the next moment you see, <laughs> yeah, you're like, oh my gosh. Yeah. Uh, that's a, well, see, that's the thing about free speech. You have to take the good with the bad. And that's the thing about, um, you know, um, the social media is you see some very intelligent, very smart, very well-spoken people doing good and then you see <laughs> ouch my balls <laughs> <laughs> totally so anyway so i found that quite um encouraging and um but actually one kid um in uh, came out and he stood up and said that you know i don't know if you remember me i forget her name I don't know if you remember me, but you pointed me out as being a problem because of my being a transgender. Um, but you need to, you know, quit throwing rocks <laughs> in your glass house. And, um, but it was, it made me cry a little, but it made me hopeful. Yeah, for so. sure. So 
I saw this article like almost back at like Thanksgiving time. It was a while ago. Yeah. And I've been excited to talk about it because for both you and for our daughter-in-law, because of because of our son, and um, you know, and the title, the headline of the article is "When You're the Scientist in the House," and uh, I'm not technically, you know, a scientist. You're 100% a scientist, by the way. (laughs) You always um, have been a scientist. But um, so the guy's kind of, you know, the guy's kind of talking about like his wife, and she was talking about, yeah, he makes fun things not fun, and you know, brings in all this (laughs) science jargon and stuff. And then so he, he asked her to, um, would, uh, he texted her and asked her what aspects of, um, you know, what, what do you like about me, basically? Or what, what can you say good about me kind of thing? Or what, oh, no, what can you say about me, like, to describe me to people? Uh-huh. And it's one thing she texted back was, you like label makers. <laughs> 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 and then he goes, that was, wasn't the answer I was looking for, but, it, but she was just warming up. <laughs> oh, no. And then it's like, uh, you keep many heavy and unnecessary textbooks from your science classes. Oh, can we go through these one by one, by the way? Can we yeah. back up? Yeah, okay. You want to go through, you like label makers first? You you like label makers if someone else is making you the label. I like I like to make labels, too. Oh, please. I make a lot of labels. Le- uh, okay, are we going to talk about this last year, or are we going to talk about our lifetime together? Oh, yeah, that's right. I guess you get credit for a lot more labels than me. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> Uh, there have been times when I would be sitting down doing something else and you have handed me the label maker <laughs> to make you a label. And it's like, it took you more energy to get up, <laughs> find me, hand it to me, than it just, just do the label. So I saying that you have a love-hate relationship with the label maker. <laughs> but okay, what's the next thing? Well, the next thing was you keep many heavy, yes. unnecessary textbooks yes. from your science classes. Yes. <laughs> Yes. And we have to lug them around from home to home to home and build bookcases for them. And you never use them. True. <laughs> Does our son have a bunch of old, old I don't books? know. I think he's better at that than I, I am. Think, I think that generation is. But true. 100% true. Okay. May, we'll get back to the, I'm going to make mental note. Okay. Okay. I was always going to sit down with a pen and paper here because I could make notes and oh, go back. Oh, you want to get your pen and no, paper? No, no, no. But um, because I want to come... If it doesn't come up, I want to circle back to that. Bring a couple in. Yeah. You want to add your own? Yes. Yeah. This is fill in the blank. Um, okay, so I thought you'd like this one. Uh, dude, did you? Yeah. <laughs> you are nervous without recipes, even with simple combinations like water and oatmeal. 100%. 100%. She said, you are inflexible when logic differs from the side of the box. Oh, my gosh. Okay, this woman, did I write this? That's what I was thinking. 100%. And you, it, it makes you crazy how I deal with recipes because I basically just look what's well, in it. because you know what you're doing and you have confidence. I, I have confidence, but I, I don't always know what I'm doing. But for you, it's like you have to get all the measuring devices out. And I go, no, just put some in. It's fine. You have to get all the measuring devices out. And, and then a you, scale. A scale. And then I, what was that recipe? It was some burger recipe, and it had... Oh, yeah. And it had like basil. It, no, it, it didn't matter what the recipe was. The way they wanted you to cook it, right. they kept telling you to have all these pans. Right, it had like and seven I, different things And I said, on. we're not fucking doing that. Two pans top, two pans <laughs> tops. And you're like, and you literally 
had a freaking <laughs> meltdown when I said no. Use it. No, it said to do it in its own separate pan. So I, said, I wanted to use like nine pans. Yes. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, I should just walk out of this kitchen right now. And the funny thing about it is at that time in your life, you did not cook. Yeah. Well, yeah, minimally. I had two, two or three you things. You were a bur microwave burrito expert. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And I said, you are really going to question my... <laughs> <laughs> yeah so yes you you so much are a recipe yeah go ahead what's next well this is when the guy said uh, i might have made a mistake i, I was i hope my her reply would be you're great <laughs> lesson learned never ask your partner to enumerate your faults <laughs> <laughs> but so the next one is you are precise she continued so when people with common sense get frustrated you prevail <laughs> true yeah, take that, people with common sense. Yep. <laughs> true. So true. But yeah, I thought you'd get a kick out of the recipe one, especially. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So now what do you want to add to that? I want to go back to the books, the heavy books. Uh-huh. So you have many heavy textbooks that you take from place to place. Yes, I do. And I occasionally have looked at them. Sure, sure. Sure, yeah. Keep telling yourself that. You're right. <laughs> you also have many... Um, discontinued devices. Oh, yeah. I'm looking at a Sun Microsystem <laughs> <laughs> major computer behind you right now with two drives. What's what's going on with that? It probably should be put in the attic or something. Or a dumpster. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. Might need that. <laughs> but I'm just looking at That's just what I can see. There are cabinets full. Boxes in the garage. Okay, and boxes in the garage. That's what I'm saying. And we were at a party once with a lot of your nerd friends, and the wives all wound up sitting in one area talking about. There used to be a store called Fry's. Yeah, Fry's, Fry's Electronics. Fry's Electronics store. It was like the precursor, precursor, precursor to Circuit City, Best Buy, um, any computer store. But it was also even weirder than that. Yeah, it was, was kind of Radio Shack mixed in with Best Buy yeah. and mixed in. Right. And they literally had groceries, too. Some of the early the one, ones. Yeah, the early the ones, ones, yeah, had, had groceries, groceries, too. Yeah. And then TVs and washing machines and that whole thing. But they were mostly computer, nerd computer central. And, and, and even, like, chips and parts. Yes, yeah, so you just, yeah, because you would just put it together. We were trying, we were just talking about what you guys buy at Fry's. And all of us, every single one of us, had either a Fry's closet or a Fry's <laughs> cabinet or a Fry's box of crap that you guys have all um, bought shit at Fry's and didn't take it back or didn't use it, want to keep it for someday. <laughs> yeah, might you know. need that. I need that weird cable for that thing that doesn't, this technology <laughs> that doesn't even exist anymore. Right. <laughs> Might need that. So I'm wondering if this guy has a, an equivalent to a Fry's cupboard or cabinet or box or... Oh, yeah, he probably does. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, we do. We have totes out in the garage. We have cabinets. Like I said, I'm looking at... What do you, What's the date of that sun system behind you? Um, probably around 99, 97, <laughs> something like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Of state of the art. Uh, it was. <laughs> it's not. It, I can throw it all right now and it would work. 
okay, <laughs> to do what? And then... Yeah, that's an old PC I haven't taken out of here yet. <sighs> <laughs> but the whole thing, she has that the recipe thing nailed. Because right. even yesterday, we made... Oh, we made the most delicious uh, pistachio pesto. And um, it was so good. And I just said, yeah, just tell me the ingredients. Just tell me what's in it. And you were like, oh, you've got to put uh, X amount in. You got to X. I go, no, you don't. Okay, in my defense, I'm a lot more, I'm a lot better about this now, especially on those kind of recipes. 100%. Because we've worked yes. together more you, on this. You are a lot, no, you are a lot better on that. But it was making you nervous when I go. <laughs> Probably making me a little nervous. But I, I sort of like say, here's what they want to do. Do you got you know? Do you understand what they want? And you'll go, yeah, I get it. And then I was like, okay, I'll just go with the way you will do it. Once you kind of get the concept of what they're trying to explain. When, once, once you make me understand what you want me to make you. <laughs> well, yeah. Once I feel like you're okay with what they're trying to say. And sometimes I'm okay immediately, but you're like, oh, yeah, yeah it didn't say that. <laughs> didn't say that. <laughs> didn't say that was in it. And they go, I know. Well, and I'm still pretty bad that way. Like, if you really start to veer crazy, unless we've already kind of said, oh, we made this enough times, let's try it a new way. If it's like, especially if it's my first time. Yeah, I'm much more nervous if it's the first time and we start screwing with it. But we should have screwed with that Wellington. We should have known that was too much cayenne. <laughs> I mean... We should have known. We've, that. We've Christ, done enough to know that. that at was Christmas, too much we burned everyone's lips off their face. <laughs> yeah, we made this well, vegetable Wellington thing, which actually was quite cool. But it came from a TikTok recipe, and the guy didn't really have any numbers or anything. He would just say some of this. It was and some my of that. type of recipe. And, just but put you this watch and that him, in. and he's like, shake, 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 shake. Okay, I'll shake, 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 shake too. Yeah, that was way too much. <laughs> <laughs> too much shaking. <laughs> too much shaking, man. That was way too much. Cayenne pepper. Yeah. So, but, yeah, so, so now we know we can make that better next time. Yeah, but um, yeah, you do need to ask our daughter-in-law these questions. I know because I think it would be it would be a funny conversation. Cause I'm sure she's going to feel the same way, and she'll probably have her own list to add to this. Probably quite a few things. <laughs> That's so funny. But, yeah. I know. You know, we could just start a continual list. We could be adding to that every day. <laughs> yeah. Oh, here's another one. Here. <laughs> we should come back next week and come back with a few more. <laughs> every, every couple of weeks, come back with a few more. But yeah, okay, so let's see. 20, what do you have, like, in, in, any sort of end of year, new year, well, recap? I wanna, okay, any, any I've, got, I've got some new year stuff, but I just, I, there is one thing that I wanted to, you know, the um, the publication, The Hill? Mm-hmm, yeah. Is that, what's the uh, reading on that publication? It's pretty, it's pretty reliable. It's kind you of know, center left, but it's pretty reliable, at least. Michael Cohen's a little bit of trouble. Well, what do you do now? I'm, oh, I'm, I'm going to pretend to be shocked. Okay. <laughs> um, Michael Cohen, the former president, Trumper's ex-fixer, personal lawyer, and newly said in newly unsealed court filings that he accidentally, which I'm going to say the word accidentally may not, maybe it may have been added to make this okay, gave his lawyer fake legal citations concocted by AI. Oh, again. <laughs> You know, that seems so dumb. Like, why would you do that? That's so dumb. Oh, Michael. And you, you are such on your high horse these days. Right, right. Yep, another one like another that. Another one. Right? It's like, oh. Uh, 
Yeah. But, you know, people's houses are getting more and more fragile. Your glass house yeah. is getting more and more fragile. And I was just like, because I know you love, I hate AI stories. You love AI stories. So well, I thought so I'd give I'm, this I'm, one to you. I love hate AI stories, right? But yeah. Yeah, I mean, my AI story is he's, he's the New York Times suing them. You saw that, right? Yeah. yeah. See how that plays out. Um, yeah, but I, I think it's, these are asking important questions, but we'll see how they play out. I, I think it's going to definitely probably change things, whichever way this case goes. But um, and, and they're also facing similar suits from George R. Martin and, and John Grissom. Yeah. So we'll see how that, that all plays out. But, oh, I guess I'll just throw this in, because sort of speaking of, oh, you'll be shocked by this, um, Google is paying $5 billion for a lawsuit, settled settle a lawsuit, um, a consumer privacy lawsuit over incognito mode. Mm-hmm. Because, again, you're going to be shocked by this. It's not incognito? Yeah, it's not actually. What? What? Can you imagine? <laughs> <laughs> that this lawsuit is that they were being tracked while they were in, in incognito mode. I am floored. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. So, yeah. And you know, have you ever noticed that these kind of things tend to be kind of quiet? Like you don't hear a lot about this. I mean, mm-hmm. Google pops ten billion here and five billion there, and it's like hardly ever talked about. Uh, doesn't really make the news that much, but it's like it's not maybe as bad as Facebook and some of the stuff that they do. But all these companies, like those kind of stories, just kind of seem to not really get out there too much. No, that's a, yeah, that's funny. Well, and I guess since we're talking about Google, real quick, I'll talk about. Um, the U.S. box office, the U.S. domestic box office, um, was eight point five eight billion in twenty twenty three, which is the highest since the pandemic and a fifteen percent jump from twenty twenty two. Now I want to tell you how many days does it take Google to earn eight point five eight billion? One. No, eleven days. Eleven point two days. Okay. So we think of Hollywood as this gigantic industry, right? Yeah. <laughs> and that's only Google. But, you know, throw now throw and all the other all the other tech. So I heard I so I heard the story, yeah. Yes, it's they're not the juggernaut that they, they used to be. Well, the, it, in some sense they never were, but they certainly aren't now. Right. Yeah. So um But we act like that's where all the money But is. I heard the story too that um uh you know that moviegoers it's back to pre-pandemic levels. And I'm thinking what movies were there? I mean, the Barbie movie. Right. Oh, and by the way, do we want to talk about the Barbie movie? Sure. Spoiler alert. <laughs> Let's come back to that. Okay. Um, so, like, can, what huge movies were there? There was never, like... Well, we looked at that list of, like, the best movies in 2023. Most of them, we never heard of any of them, except, like, right. Oppenheimer and a couple others. Which which they say, which a couple of the place, uh, reporters say is probably... That was one of... That's the biggest earner. The Oppenheimer movie. Oh, it was. So it's it's getting critical acclaim, but it's also like one of the first um, <clears throat> um, docu, um, not documentary, but you know, drama. Right. That surpassed like the Marvel movies, and and it's also like a three-hour <clears throat> movie or something, right? Yeah. So it's also got those are always hard to yeah. Like those always tend to be lower. Well, and one of the problems that we have is that if we wait till. Later to see a movie, and when we've heard all this stuff about it, right? It can't be tough, and then we go see it, and it's like, I know. And I try kind of not to listen to all that. Hopefully, I don't have to hear it before I actually watch the movie because I'd rather just know about the movie and and then I'll go look at it afterwards and see if I sort of how if I feel similarly. But I hate to over know too much about the movie before I watch it. 
It always ruins it. Which is also, I think, one And we why. love movies. We love movies. Yeah, for sure. But there was a movie we didn't love so much. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and there, there haven't been that many good movies anyway. No. I mean, when was the last movie that we really thought that's was great? What I, that's why I was very kind of surprised about the whole, um, the movie industry's back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. But, um... So, uh, the world population is supposed to top 8 billion on New Year's Day. So it's tomorrow. Really? That's, that's what this article says. According to the Census Bureau and... Well, they wouldn't know the world population, but okay. They kind of do. The story uh, did come from our census. U.S. population world... Oh, it already did, according to this. It says that there's 8 billion... 119, or, uh, sorry, 8,019,843,910, 11, 14, 16, 17, 8, well, and somewhere right around so, there. So do you think <laughs> when that 8, uh, eight billionth baby was born, there was a balloon drop and a, woo you're the 8 billionth customer. It's going by pretty fast. No, I know. That number ticking up there. Yeah. But yeah. All right, so that did come from our census bureau, which I, I don't know exactly how they know the world population. Yeah. But I guess I'll so take word you want to um, go over a list of the people that died this year? You know, I, I thought you might have that. So sure, we can go over some of that list. There's a long list. There's a lot of people. I mean, well, not I don't everyone know. that died, but I mean, sort of, you're talking mostly this famous is, people. This is from Map News, yeah. Yeah, no, we're not going to go everybody that died. <laughs> It'd be here a while. Maybe you won't even go all of those, but you could pick some of them out, maybe. Well, Tina Turner. That's right. Tina Turner passed, you know. What a, um, you know, what a great woman. Well, Pee Wee. Phoebe Herman. Um, Rosalind Carter just died mm-hmm. not too long ago. Tony Bennett died this year. Tony Bennett was having a problem with Parkinson. I think so, yeah. He's old too, though. I mean, come on. <laughs> I mean, but I mean, it's like he had Parkinson's, but also you have everything when you're old. You know what I mean? Yeah. When you're that old. Sandra Day O'Connor. Yeah. Sandra Day O'Connor, well, the first woman uh, Supreme Court Justice. She passed away. Harry Belafonte passed away. Uh, Suzanne Summers. Oh, that was this year? Or yeah. last year? Yeah, this year? it was this year, just in October. Hmm, okay. So, she, she did a lot for um, women's... Um, Equal pay for women and equal work in um, in the in show business. She worked very hard, and she uh, she was also um, black red flagged from ever working or blackballed from ever working on a lot of projects because of it. Um, but so she, as a woman, we need to be thankful for her and her thigh master, I guess. Um, Jimmy Buffett, who has made a whole lifestyle out of one song. <laughs> yeah. Did you um, already mention Sinead O'Connor? No, no, I didn't get there yet. And that's sad because uh, we're not quite sure um, how she passed. Mm-hmm. She was a very tortured soul. But let's go back to Jimmy Buffett. How, one song, <laughs> Hotel Chain, um, restaurant chain, parrot heads, going to concerts, 
What other song does he sing? Quick, don't look. Name me one other Jimmy Buffett song. There is one other. I can't remember the title. But I'm telling you, there's one other I'd, I'd recognize if I heard it. He's going to play Margaritaville and, and one other song and he one knows. Other song he knows. <laughs> exactly. I'd, he, I'd probably only recognize one he song. He probably one has a whole catalog of stuff, but none yeah. of it. I First of all, we're, I'm not a Jimmy Buffett fan. But, right. I think if you actually went to a lot of Jimmy Buffett, there's probably a bunch of stuff you could name. But, you know, again, everyone, most people just know the one song. So, um, uh, so it has some of their famous quotes. So his famous quote was, um, I was the life of the party. Okay, dude. Did they put that on his tombstone? I don't know. It's just one of the quotes he used this to say. This is too long of a list. There's so many people that Can died you... this year. Well. I'm going to be here all night. <laughs> you may die. She knows Sinead O'Connor, yeah. Raquel Welch. Raquel Welch. Um Jim Brown, football player. Um, oh, Jerry Springer. Yeah, he did. Jerry Springer. Um, Diane Feinstein, which yeah. that's pretty controversial too. But first woman mayor of a big city uh, of San Francisco. Um, David Crosby died. What? David Crosby died in January. Because I forgot about that. Um, Lisa Marie Presley. Uh, Andre Bauer died. Who's that? Um, he was on most recently Reno 911. Not Reno 911. I mean uh, Brooklyn 99. That guy died? Yeah. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Or didn't, didn't remember it anyway. Yeah. Uh, Norman Lear just died. Kissinger. Yeah, Kissinger died. Kissinger died. Uh, at 100 years old and he was still working. Um, Lisa Marie Presley, that was pretty sad that she died. Mm -hmm. But, um, okay, we're coming up here. We got 10 minutes left. We don't have 10 minutes. <laughs> Why do you keep doing that? We don't have 10 minutes left. Tommy Smothers just died. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, one of the Dixie chicks died in a car crash. Oh, really? Yeah. So that's, that's real sad. Um, yeah, Andre Bauer died. Ryan O'Neill died. I saw that. And um, he's controversial in himself, too. You know. Yeah, his, I forget he had some. Yeah, he had some. He had some addiction issues and some... Not a very nice person. <laughs> but, um... Okay, so... You going? You still going with the deaths? I'm still reading my deaths. Can okay. you just relax? Mary Cleave died. Who's that? The first woman in space. Really? Yeah. I didn't. That's a factoid. She died at the age of remember. 76 years old. Um, this last November, she was uh, the first woman uh, in space. What? Yeah. What? 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 Flight? What? What? Challenger. Uh, first woman. Wait. Became the first woman to fly, oh, on the space shuttle missions after the Challenger disaster. Okay, so. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, and Marty Croft died. Sid and Marty Croft, remember that? No, who's that? Sid and Marty Croft. Who's that? They, they did do? all the kid shows, all the uh, acid trip kid shows, H.R. Puffin stuff. And oh, okay. So, yeah. Hmm, okay. 
Yeah, he passed away. Oh, and um, Dana Carvey's son, Dex Carvey, died of an overdose, which is sad. Yeah, how old was he? Like, he was probably only 35 or something, He right? was young. 32. 32, yeah. Oh, man, that's sad. Yeah, very sad. Um, Bob Knight died. The the basketball coach? Basketball's winning, winning his coach. He died at 83. But, um... Um, Shaft died. Which, Richard Rountree. Yeah, I saw that. He was 81. And... Piper Laurie died. And, um... Rudolph Isley died. You know, the Isley brothers. Oh, yeah, the guy who, um, Burt Young died. Burt Young? Yeah, he played Polly in the, in the Rocky movies. Oh, yeah, 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 okay. He also, he also, well, this is where you would know him more. He also was the chauffeur on Back to School. He's the one that drove, um, <laughs> Rodney <laughs> yeah. Dangerfield yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. around. That's funny. <laughs> this is, this is the movies that we, we watched. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so there was a. So I saw this article that was kind of dumb at the end of the day, but maybe people. I'll, I'll put a link in the show notes later, or I'll, I'll, and I'll cite it now so people can go look at it if they want. It was 84 sentences that shaped the past year. Okay. And I only picked out two for us, but then I have one other one I do want to sort of mention and see what you think, but or just talk about. Um, yeah, so one of them I thought this is oh yeah this is this is us all the way, from June twenty fifth twenty twenty three. It ain't no family feud. This is Baby Billy's Bible Bonkers. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't know the reference, that's, that's Baby Billy Freeman from the Righteous Gemstones. Gemstones. And if you're not watching the Righteous Gemstones, I, I don't know if we could be friends. <laughs> And then the one other one I grabbed out of the 84 was uh, December 1st, 2023. To hell with this place, George Santos. <laughs> <laughs> but the other one I wanted to kind of mention and go like, uh, I don't know what I, what I think about it, is, um, you know, it's like, I, I guess in many ways this does sum up 2023, um, but in all the worst ways. And most of these to me are, are that. But this was said in June 6, 2023, quote, Livy rizzed up baby gronk, end quote. Okay. <laughs> this was said by Hoopify. <laughs> <laughs> so these were just quotes? Well, it's like, it's, yeah, it's weird. It's just a sentence that was taken somewhere out from some context and then, you know, quoted as sort of like enigmatic of, or emblematic, I should say, of uh, 2023, right? So... It's like this guy says that if you don't know what this sentence means, in fact, it's not important to know what it means. In fact, it's better if you don't know what it means because it's only important because it's this precise com combination of words taps into our broken psyches unlike anything else I've ever heard. Yeah. <laughs> it's does complete kind of... nonsense that activates both our lizard brains and our frontal cortices. And that makes me want to run for the hills while humming LMNOP portion of the ABCs. <laughs> But I mean, yeah, I don't even know if there's more to say about that. <laughs> no. 
I'm sure you there's a lot in there though that yeah i mean yeah this is from the ringer.com 84 sentences that explain 2023 and you can go look at those and decide what you think of all those because to me they were sort of depressing the more you went on like oh my god society is falling apart <laughs> these are the sentences that, are, that define 2023 yeah but the one <laughs> sentence you the one uh quote you love the most was the it's baby not billy. family feud <laughs> it's baby billy bible bonkers <laughs> yeah but that's because it's a great sentence <laughs> it is a great sentence but it is a question like what will you remember about 2023 sort of 10 years from now you know we, we can't even remember what it was like to be, you know, in lockdown and COVID and like having the right. pandemic. People were really have, have kind of distancing themselves from that already. I, I think we're actively trying to forget that. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. All right. Anything you want to wrap up with? Or you got a lot more to um, talk about? Oh, I did. I wanted to talk about... Um, I hate this when this happens. Um, I'll just mention people that are listening, at least on this channel. I don't know. I don't have, a, I don't have, I'm not logged into the Yurik's radio site, so I don't know who's listening over there, but I've got on Wisdom, we've got Doobie and Jim and Isis and Tommy Davis and uh, Cecilia Green, Mary Kay, John Bush, Charente Carr. I hope, hope I'm getting some of these pronunciations right. Topics with Mac. Okay. Marcy Ann, Sophia, Truly Julie, and Smith James which might be James Smith, or it is Smith James, not sure. Um, anyway, thanks folks for listening in. Um, I appreciate it. And welcome Wandering Fool who just joined. So this is just some, a few traditions around the world, New Year's traditions from around the world. I've heard a weird thing about eating 12 grapes. Is that a thing? We've, yeah, so we've taught, that's, that's one tradition that's been around, I mean, forever and i've we've heard that and we've actually we've done it we may have done it for all i know but it's not a thing i really remember we anyway, ate 12 sorry. grapes then we eat 12 more i mean i, I think that's what <laughs> well, kinda... yeah that I, that I understand yeah so the um ball drop although there was an issue with the ball drop they had to clear some areas out today well it wasn't there like there was a terrorist threat or yeah. something they were worried about oh and we're having a mini tsunami again on the west coast yeah yeah so it's very um very sad um Parts of Santa Cruz that were being rebuilt are getting hit again already. Um, so in Brazil, wearing white's a tradition, and you go to the beach at midnight and you jump the waves. Okay. And that's supposed to be for good luck. Uh, jump over seven waves. Um, and then uh, there's well, it's basically summer there. Right? Yeah, in Scotland, I'm kind of like this one. Where um, New Year's Eve is known as Hogmany, or Hogmany, Hogmany, or first footing. It's literally the first foot entering someone's home after midnight. To ensure good luck, the first visitor needs to be tall, dark-haired male, bringing a piece of cold, shortbread, salt, and a black bun and whiskey. And I'm saying, yes, please. <laughs> yeah, where's that dude? Yeah, where's that are dude? They're gonna knock on our door tonight. I have so, but they say what they usually do is that someone who's at their party will, will have the, and... the some that already have that stuff they'll leave and they'll come right back yeah but that's supposed to be good luck okay so. that sounds good yeah i like that um the japanese buddhists they ring the new year's bell 108 times and i couldn't figure out what the significance of the 108 
No one ever couldn't find any reference for the Y-108. Right. In Greece, families go to church on New Year's Day, and they come home to find onions hanging on the door, which is a symbol of good health, fertility, and longevity. Okay. In the Philippines, you have to have 12 round fruits. Um, so like symbolizing different, for different round fruits? Households pick 12 round fruits from each month of the year, and people fill their pockets with coins, leave them on the tables to attract wealth. Oh, and also wearing polka dots. So am I supposed to wear polka dots tomorrow? But this one I think we're going to do. We're going to okay. figure out how to do it. All right. So um, in Germany... <laughs> along with some other Europeans, they have a tradition of watching the same black and white British comedy sex sketch. British comedy sex. <laughs> British comedy sketch from the 1960s about a butler serving his 90-year-old employer and her deceased imaginary guests. Um, a link for ever that? Since, <laughs> ever since... Ever since... Yeah, yes, we get Ever since 1972, this has been a tradition... For Germans, but I think we need to do that. That sounds funny. Yeah, we gotta definitely try that. And I remember this one too, taking a suitcase around the block. I don't remember that. In Latin American countries, people walk or run empty suitcases around the block to bring good luck and manifest more travel in the year. Okay. Um, eating and eating a dozen grapes. That's the Spanish tradition. No, oh, okay. That that's where that comes from. Uh huh. Okay. All right, anything exciting to wrap up with? There's That was it. There's so much exciting. But um what do you have? Um I have that Lauren Bobert's moving to district 4 cuz she's afraid she that, that district 3 is not red enough. Cuz district 4 is is red by well Trump won by 16 points in 2020. And, um, oh, sorry, no, the, that's the fourth district she's moving to. Um, no, I got this all backwards. So let's see. The fourth district is redder today, 27-point Republican advantage, but her current district, the third district, is only holds a nine-point advantage, so they're afraid she might lose. So she's moving to a district where she almost can't lose. But here's the thing that, one reason I brought this up, besides for, like, isn't that kind of hilarious, but, or it's either funny, not funny, I don't know, it's one of those. But here's what, it, what it, what's annoying about this article that I read on this, finished with this, or not finished, but had a bold st statement right after that statement. It said, House of Representative members do not need to live in the district they re represent. Um, and uh, what's up with that? You know, I mean, that's that's something that's always annoyed, annoyed me. Why don't they have to live in the district they represent? I mean, this is how screwed up our House of Representatives are. They don't even live... Like, you're voting for somebody who doesn't even live in your district. How do they even know what's going on there? And how are they actually representing you if they don't even live there? I think that's just the insanity of national politics. You know what I mean? Yeah, how can you just go ahead and pick... I thought, But do you have to live in the state? I don't know. I mean, now it just reminds me of how annoyed I am about all this. This is my outrage. One of my outrages. Okay, just after we've had some very nice <laughs> calm down, you want to go back to the outrage. I well, thought you the said outrage. What else do you have? So yeah. Anyway, that's I just that's why that that one so, outrages me not because I mean I think the Bobert part is just like kind of here or there. It's like not a big surprise. But the fact that representatives just the reminder that representatives don't have to live in the district they represent is just so annoying to me. Uh, I 
I have a problem with that. I know, it's stupid. Like, it doesn't make any sense. We're voting for somebody that doesn't even know anything about where we live. Like, why? Why are we giving them that power? How are they going to represent us if they don't even, you know, care about anything in our district? Um, let's see. And what's the only, only, only one I had that you might or might not, you might find interesting or not is Gypsy Rose Blanchard. You, yep. You know what that is? Yeah. Is that the um, girl who she's got, uh, got out of jail? Yeah. She just got out of jail. Right. So she was, she, he served seven years of a 10 year sentence. 32 year old. Garnered international attention. Um, in a bunch of documentaries about it. Uh, when her, um, the Didi Blanchard, Gypsy's mother, who reportedly suffered from Manchu, Man Munchausen, Munchausen syndrome by proxy. By proxy, yeah. Uh huh. And so she would. So anyway, so that was. Um, so she got out of jail, and now she's um, doing a. Um, because her, oh, so what happened is she, Gypsy was told that she couldn't walk. She was told she had all these diseases, and her mom just kind of kept her drugged. And, and um, she was forced to use a wheelchair. Right, so that, she, that her mom could get sympathy. And um, so, and then Gypsy got a boyfriend, her and her boyfriend killed her mother. Right. So she was in jail for killing her mom. Yeah. But, um, the, but her mother was gave put her through some terrible, terrible mental torture. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, and I guess there's going to be a new series of interviews on Lifetime. Yeah. That they did with her while she was in prison. Yeah. Yeah, it's a sad case all around. Yeah. Yeah, it is sad. And there, the documentary too about that Natalia and I am Natalia, that they're going to do her side of the story now. Oh, they are. Yeah. So. Well, I thought that they did that already. They're going to do it again? No, her side of the story. Oh, I see. They're going to Oh, I see. They're going to spin it another way. They're going to talk to only to her. Okay. Well, that's stupid because she's not going to tell the truth. Wow. <laughs> you thought that man that they interviewed was telling the truth about anything? Well, no. No, no. That guy was not. No, no. Yeah. Absolutely not. No, that guy's full of BS. But, yeah, I mean, I think you still need to fact check her, too, though. I mean, I don't think they could. Just, they should just let her ramble on about nonsense, and that's not real. I, mean, yeah, you, I think they have to fact. Well, they didn't fact that check that guy enough. No. In the other one, so I guess it's fair. Do it again. Just feed us more misinformation. <laughs> so um, I didn't get to talk about this too, but this is an old story. I got. I got. Okay, this is what I'm outraged about: is that I get sucked into this story, uh, big time, and then I find out it's like 12 years old. Oh, I hate that. I hate that so much. Yeah. Yeah. I know I, I did that recently too with something. I don't remember what it was, but it was, yeah, I was super annoyed by that. So, but there was, so there was this guy who, um, escaped prison, um, in Australia. Mm -hmm. He was a, um, double, double murderer, sex offender. Um, and during his time on the run, so I'm getting totally into this article going, wow, how did he live? He he lived Man in on the run. Yeah, <laughs> he lived in the zoo. He just kind of was a just hung out in the zoo and he was stealing food from the animals. Oh my god, how weird! Yeah, so they, but they knew he was there, but they couldn't catch him. So they cut off some food supplies and then he um, he ate a uh, Galapagos tortoise. Ooh, yeah. And so they finally got him, and. Um, he was then put back in prison and it goes, 
and they go, oh, in 2013. I went, God dang. <laughs> <laughs> You've got to be kidding me. Yeah. Yeah. So he stole bananas from the elephants. He slept in a roof cavity of the manager's hut. Uh, he used barbecues uh, on the site to cook him coin-fed barbecues. Australia has coin-fed barbecues. That's What's crazy. that? Yeah. Yeah, that's craziness. Yeah. Then when his food supply was cut off, he tore off the head of a tortoise. That's uh, pretty wild. Yeah. So. I mean, there is a story there. That is a crazy story. That's definitely a, something you could make a movie out of that. But my outrage is, oh, this is a long time ago. Yeah. All right. Well, let's pop this. Oh. Okay. So what did did you make a resolution? Not really, because I think resolutions are just like I think for losers. Should, well, I just think like for people, it never works. So why don't you just like make it your normal ha day? You know, your normal routine habit. Like, I mean, I get it. Sometimes maybe a, a new year is like a maybe an an impetus to do something new. But for me, it's always like. I don't know. You just be the way you want to be all the time. Like, don't wait for the new year to do the thing you want to do. <laughs> but I don't know. I guess I guess we could say what's our what's our resolution this year. I mean, I, I mean, I guess there's some stuff I'm thinking about with the show that I'm kind of like putting on. Is I'm seeing the new year as sort of a, a mark, you know, a line to draw. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Well, what do you got for a resolution? Um. I don't. You didn't do any either. No. Well, I'm hoping a bunch of people have a New Year's resolution to lose weight and want to take my boxing class. <laughs> or maybe not lose but the, weight, but, but just it has get to be in you mean a bunch of old people that are. Uh, well, senior class. Yeah. That's a senior class I'm okay, talking about. Okay, so here we go. All right, let's do it. Okay. Yeah. It's happening. It's happening. Oh, there he goes. The poor dog just got scared. What was that? She's like, what's going on? So, as far as you guys know, this is a very fine bottle of Cristal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And not the cold duck. <laughs> <laughs> or whatever. Uh, It'll be fine. Okay. Here you go. Thank you. Um, I'm just, I'm going to sign up for one more year of, as your wife. One more year of Beckmeyer? Yeah. One more year of Beckmeyer. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's a tough job. It's a, it is. A, trust me. It's a tough job. Okay. I love you. Love you. Happy New Year. Let's, yep. let's do a proper clink. There you go. You get that? You guys got that? Can you smell that? Mm. <laughs> you smell that? All right. So, yeah, I think that's how we'll toast in the new year. Hope you got everyone here is having a, whatever plans you have or don't have, or if your new year already happened or didn't happen. Um, when it does happen, if it hasn't happened, that it's a celebration. Get under the mistletoe. Oh, no, that was last week. <laughs> Either way, when the, when, the, when the clock turns, kiss somebody. Or your dog. Or your dog. That works, too. But yeah, just wishing everybody a happy, healthy 2024. And uh, see you in the new year. Ah, that's good. Yeah, <laughs> thanks so much for, for joining us. And uh, hope, hopefully you had some got some fun out of this. Or maybe you got outraged. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, have, everybody have a great year. Okay. And oh. we'll see you next year. Durr, 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 durr. <laughs> that's what Love we you. always say, right? Love you, honey. Love you. Bye-bye.